Hi, I'm Nicole Haney. I'm a business coach who helps goal-driven business owners build the life and business of their dreams. In this podcast, I share tactical advice on building your business, mindset tips, and inspiring interviews to help you build your business and change your life. This is the Goals and Gratitude Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome back to the show. So today's episode is going to be all about the skills that you guys need to have to be successful entrepreneurs. And I want to preface this conversation by saying that I genuinely believe that all of these skills we're going to talk about today are learnable skills, right? So there is this big debate in entrepreneurship as to whether or not being an entrepreneur is for everybody. And I don't think it is for everybody, for sure, but mostly because I think some of us get into business and then you realize like, oh crap, this is actually what it looks like to build a business. This is really hard. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. And this isn't necessarily the right fit for me. Um, So I have actually had clients that have self-selected out of entrepreneurship. Because they're like, this is not the lifestyle I want. This is not the type of career I want. Like this is a thousand percent not for me. And I think that's really great when you can have that level of self-awareness, right? And just say like, this isn't the right career choice for me. So if you choose not to be an entrepreneur, for sure, then it's not for everybody. Not everybody wants to have this type of lifestyle, for sure. But in terms of can you build the skills that you need to be successful, I strongly, strongly believe that absolutely you definitely can. So as I go through this list of the five skills I think you need to have to be a successful entrepreneur, I want you to be aware of that. I want you to be thinking like, ah, I'm not particularly resourceful or I don't have this skill or whatever it is that we're talking about. I want you to realize you can learn how to be more of that characteristic. You can learn how to be better at this. So that is the starting place for this conversation. Okay, so the first skill is resourcefulness. So you have to be resourceful to be a successful entrepreneur, like a hundred percent, because you're not going to know how to do any of this. Like literally 99% of the things that you're going to have to do in your business, at first, you're literally going to have zero idea how to do it. So for most of us getting into business, like most of us don't have a business degree. Most of us did not go to business school. And so you have to figure out how to actually run a business, right? I remember having a really great conversation with a friend and I had mentioned cost of goods and she was like, sorry, what does that even mean? What is a cost of goods? And I was like, oh, okay, let me explain because I also didn't understand. I had no idea what the term overhead meant for literally two years. Like, You don't know until you know, right? And unless you've gone to business school, most of us don't have an understanding of business terminology, of, you know, the right ways to run your business. Most of us don't have an understanding about selling our product through multiple sales channels. Most of us don't know what sales channels mean. Like you have to learn how to run a business. So that's like the first layer. 
The second layer is that a lot of us have started businesses in industries that we've literally never worked in before, right? I've said this a million times, like I got into the food industry and I did not have experience in the food industry. I've had clients that have gotten into the fashion industry and have literally never worked in fashion, didn't go to school for it, had no idea how to find even a manufacturer for their clothing. Like most of us get into business in industries that we don't really have a clue about. And so we have to learn that next layer of like industry specific knowledge, right? And be able to understand the terminology that's being used, any regulations, like how do you actually find manufacturers, right? Like we have to learn all of that stuff. So what this amounts to is that you have to learn how to figure things out. You have to build problem solving skills. You have to build critical thinking skills, right? Because at the end of the day, even though most of us end up having like mentors and coaches, the job of a mentor or a coach is not necessarily to feed you the exact answer to your question on a silver platter, nor can they, right? So um, I actually was coaching somebody recently and she had asked me like, where do I find a supplier for glass jars? I can't answer that question. Like literally, I don't have the answer to that question. Like I would not know where to find a supplier for glass jars, because I've never had to source a supplier for glass jars and I've never had a client that was looking for a supplier for glass jars. So like I, there's no way for me to be able to answer that question, right? So unless you have somebody who has been in the industry that you are working in, or even like when people are in that industry, they don't necessarily know all of the answers to all of the questions that you could possibly ask, right? Like none of us is Google. None of us are Google. Like we don't have every answer to every question, even if it is like industry specific knowledge, right? And so because of that, you have to learn how to find those answers. You have to learn how to get to the answer to the solution that you're looking for. So my value as a business coach or as a mentor is not in providing you the answers to the test, right? Like I'm not here with like a cheat sheet slipping you the answers under the table. Like that's not what the value is that I bring to the table. The value that I have is helping you learn how to find those answers yourself, right? Because what's going to happen when I'm gone? Literally, and I don't mean like dead, but, but like hopefully not. But like literally what's going to happen when you're no longer working directly with me? You're no longer a client. You're out on your own doing your own thing, right? Or maybe you have a mentor, but they're not really like involved in that industry. They don't have that kind of knowledge. Like what are you going to do when somebody can't give you the answers to the test? You have to figure it out. Like you're in a situation where you have to figure it out. So like, let's say you need to source glass jars. Well, you can't just like not source glass jars because you can't find somebody that has the answer to your question. You have to figure it out. And so you really have to learn how to be resourceful as an entrepreneur. This does not come naturally to a lot of people. So it's a skill that you learn over time when you are presented with numerous, numerous problems in your business, because we all are, right? Like basically as entrepreneurs, it is our job to solve problems. 
And so once you get into it and you start to solve problems over and over and over again, you're flexing that resourcefulness muscle. Eventually, you figure it out. Eventually, you realize like, oh, I can look on Google. I can talk to other people who have glass jars. So it's really important that you are resourceful in order to be a successful entrepreneur. Okay, so the next skill you need to have to be a successful entrepreneur is resiliency resiliency. You have to be resilient because let me tell you, so many people are going to say no to you. You are going to hear no over and over and over again from customers, from investors, from employees, from like from everybody. Everybody's going to be saying no to you like literally all of the time. And you need to be able to handle it. So um, I am the type of person, I will tell you guys that like, I have never like had a particularly thick skin. And I remember a lot of people when I was younger, um, before I became an entrepreneur, telling me to like not take things personally. And I always found that to be really difficult because a lot of times things are personal, right? And so to tell somebody to not take things personally, I think is doing them a disservice. Instead of saying, don't take things personally, perhaps we should address the fact that like this is actually personal and this hurt this person's feelings on a personal level, but here's how we move forward from it. Here's how we deal with it, right? Because the reality is, especially when you are running your business, is that this feels very personal because it is. It is. It's your product. It's your service. It's your business that you have put literally your blood, sweat and tears, your heart and soul, literally every single part of your being has gone into this business. So for me to sit here and tell you that when someone says no to you, that it's not personal is doing you such a huge disservice. It is. It is personal for sure. It's personal to us and how we feel about it. Here is how we deal with it. And I think truly this is what most people think about when they're saying it's not personal or don't take it personally. I think this is what they mean. So what they mean is that other individuals that are saying no to you are not necessarily saying no to you because they hate you or they hate your business or they hate your product or service or they just generally think you suck. Most of the time people are saying no for their own reasons for their own business reasons, for their own personal reasons, for whatever other reason under the sun. But most of the time, it doesn't have to do with you, right? So um, a great example of this is when I used to sell my energy bars B2B to retailers. Like I heard no all the time, literally all of the time. And when I first started hearing no, I of course thought it was about me or about my product. They didn't like me. They thought my product tasted bad, like whatever it was. And then I started to ask the question, why? So I asked a few retailers why. And sometimes people would say like, we just honestly, we just don't have the money. We don't have the budget for it right now. We can't afford it. Like come back next month or next quarter or next year, right? Um, Another reason was not having enough shelf space. Maybe they had a small store and their shelves were just like jam packed with other products and they literally did not have another spot on the shelf to put my product, right? Um, It could be that it was like the wrong time of the year, like this time of the year during the holiday season is not the time that these stores are buying health food, right? Because they know it's not going to sell over the holidays. People are going to buy health food in January. So like 
Anyways, there were so many different reasons why people would give for saying no to me. And most of the time, it literally was not, I don't like your product. That did happen occasionally. Occasionally, people would be like, ah, it's just not for me. And that's okay too, right? Because it doesn't have to be for everybody. So this is, I guess, the next level of it as well is like, even when it is personal, even when somebody is saying like, I personally dislike this product that you personally made, that's personal. For sure, 100% it is. So even when it is personal though, it's actually okay. Like I think having resiliency means that you don't have to get every single person to love your product. You don't have to get every single person to say yes to you. You just need enough people. And I think it's just taking that step back and saying this one person does not matter. So another example is uh, more recently with the conference. I sent out a survey after the conference and the feedback that I got like face to face from people was like, holy crap, this conference was amazing. Loved it so much, like really needed this. And then I started getting some feedback from the conference um, survey that I had sent out. And a lot of people were saying same thing, like really great, really great, really great. And then I had this one guy that was like, I hated it. And I could have used that as ammunition against myself. Like I could have used that to make myself feel really bad and be like, I just had the worst conference ever because this guy hated absolutely everything. Like I suck. I can't plan a conference. Like I don't know how to be a good host. Like I didn't choose the right. Like I could have really spiraled and been like, because this was so personal to me, this was my baby for like six months of my life. I was dedicating to building this conference out. So to have somebody say, I didn't like it, of course it hurts. It's not gonna not hurt, right? Like I think that's an important starting place. It's not gonna not hurt. Of course it's gonna hurt. But I think it's just taking that step back and saying, does does this one guy matter though? When like everybody else that has given me feedback has said that they loved the conference. Like, does this one guy's opinion actually matter? And the answer is no, right? So you have to have that resilience to be able to accept the no's, maybe feel bad about it for a second, but then bounce back. That is the definition of resiliency is the bouncing back piece. It's not expecting it to not hurt. It's not expecting it to not be personal because it is. But it's the willingness to get back up. It's the willingness to bounce back and say, I'm all right, actually. I'm good. Most people like this product or service. I'm going to keep going. So speaking of continuing and keeping going, um, the next skill that I think is really important for us all to have as entrepreneurs is tenacity. Tenacity or just like a complete determination to do the thing and reach our goals, right? Because this stuff is so hard. Like, honestly, being an entrepreneur is so hard. It is so hard. And I would love to tell you guys that like nine years into this thing that it is easier. And like, that would be a lie. It's not. It is hard to be an entrepreneur. We have chosen a difficult career path, right? More difficult than most. And so because it is hard, you have to be a very determined person if you actually want to reach your end goal. You have to choose to stay in it every single day, even when it's hard. Even when there's two people listening to you, 
even when you have five sales from a launch of a product that you thought were gonna get you 5,000 sales. Like, you have to keep showing up. You have to keep going. There has to be some level of like, I'm so determined to do this that literally nothing can stop me. Nothing can stop me. This is honestly, okay, so this is a conversation for a different podcast. I feel like I could probably do an entire podcast around this one topic, but I wanted to share with you guys that um, I have a really big goal for this business specifically. You guys know my big goal for my life is to have a beach house in Hawaii. Like we all know that if you've been listening to the podcast, I've talked about this goal a million times over, but I also have a really big goal for my business as well, for my business education company that I now have. Um, And that goal is to be a household name. I want for when people are talking about business educators or people who know about entrepreneurship, I want for my name to be coming up alongside names like Ed Milet or Alex Hermosi, right? Like I want for people to be talking about me in that same way. So I have this big goal for my business and I recently shared it with somebody and actually this person was the first person that I shared this goal with and I have to be honest, the look on her face, she didn't say anything negative towards me at all, but the look on her face was just like, uh, oh, like, oh, that's what you want. Oh, okay. We'll see. We'll see. Right. And that is a very common response when you share your big goals with other people because you're not there yet. They can't see it yet. They can't see the vision. They can't see where you're going. And so, of course, they have this response of like, oh, uh, like, okay, we'll see if that happens. Um, But here is the thing that I was thinking about afterwards because it kind of bothered me a little bit. And then I started thinking about it and I was like, oh, This person doesn't know me that well, and they don't know how determined I am to reach my goals. Like I will literally do whatever it takes to reach that goal. And so to me, like when I'm thinking about like, am I actually going to reach my goals or not? The answer is so obvious. Like the answer is clearly, yes, I will, because I am so determined. Like this is a characteristic that I currently have, I've always had, like I've always been somebody that was willing to do whatever it takes and put in the hard work to achieve my goals. I literally remember being like uh, like 15 or something, like a teenager in high school. And I remember um, distinctly studying for a Spanish test and I would study and study and study. And the way that I would study is I would literally say things out loud over and over and over to myself. I would be in my room and I would just like pace back and forth, back and forth, back and forth in my room. And I would say the same things over and over and over again to myself until it stuck. I was so determined to get straight A's that I was willing to devote literally hours of my personal time to doing this and to studying and to ensuring that I actually was able to achieve that goal of getting an an A plus on my test, right? So when I see other people look at me and look at my big goals and my big dreams and be like, "Mm, we'll see if that happens. I'm like, oh, they don't get that. They don't get that I'm going to get there. 
Like they don't understand who I am as a person because I am so determined to make sure it happens. And I think that for us as entrepreneurs, like if we want to stay in this game, because it is hard, it's hard all the time. Like I can't tell you guys the number of times that I want to quit. I want to quit all the time, just like you guys, right? But I stay in it because again, I have that determination to keep going and to reach my goals. And so I think that we all have to have a little bit of that in us. There are ways to build this for sure. There are ways to motivate yourself and kind of light a fire underneath you. Um, it's I think it's really individual to each person. I will say for me, the thing that is the most motivating to me is when other people underestimate me. I'm like, go ahead. You you want to underestimate me? Amazing. Because that is such a huge fuel for me to prove you wrong, to prove that, yeah, I am actually going to do this and you'll see. And eventually you will turn around and come back to me and be like, hey, how can I get involved in your business? Because it's been so successful. So like people underestimating me is my fuel. Yours is going to be different, but you have to find a way to um, have that determination and that tenacity to keep going. Okay, so the next skill that you need to have to be a successful entrepreneur is the willingness to fail. I know this sounds counterintuitive, but here's the thing. We already talked about the fact that you are gonna know probably nothing when you enter your business and you have to figure it all out from scratch, right? You have to figure out how to run your business. You have to figure out if you're hiring a team, like how to be an effective boss or an effective leader. Um, you have to figure out how to sell your product. You have to figure out how to do accounting. You have to figure out your industry. Like there's a million things that you have to learn when you first get started. And the reality is when we start doing something new that we have never done before in the past, we are probably going to suck at it, right? And so I think a lot of us have this um, kind of preconceived notion that we're supposed to be perfect at literally everything, right? As kids, we are raised to get perfect grades on our test and to get that winning shot in the sports game. You can tell that I don't love sports, but like we're taught to do a really great job and like make sure that we're constantly like achieving and constantly successful. So when we enter business, we start to run into things that we've never done before and we start to try and do it and then we kind of suck at it and we start to feel like failures, right? Because society has told us that if you're not immediately great at something, that you're failing at it. So if you're taking math in school and you kind of suck at math, then you feel like you're failing at math. You're being told by your teachers that you're failing at math. Your parents are getting upset because you're failing at math. But in reality, should we not just be trying to help the kid learn math? right? Like we shouldn't be chastising people for not being perfect at everything when they first try and do it, right? Like none of us are, literally none of us are. But the problem is that we have the expectation going in that we will be. And so when we start failing at things, we feel like a failure, in general, and it's really, really discouraging. I think also what that does is it stops us from trying new things in our business and taking risks, right? Um, I heard somebody say before that a lot of us hesitate on doing things 
because we want to make sure it's perfect and we're afraid that it's going to actually suck when we put it out there to the world and like how embarrassing will that be, right? And what she said, I was like, this is actually the perfect advice. She was like, let me just completely take this burden off of your shoulders because it's going to suck. It's going to suck. She's like, literally, anytime you try and do a new thing, it's probably going to suck, right? Like, if you have never written a blog post before a day in your life, this is a horrible example because who does blogs anymore? But if you've never written a blog post and you try to write your first blog post, it's probably going to suck. You're probably going to have to like try over and over and over again to write blogs before you get better at it, right? Um, Same thing with this podcast. I've talked about this uh, before. I think in the episode where I was talking about the one year anniversary of the podcast and kind of what I learned from this process. And honestly, like when I first started, I had no idea how to podcast. I had terrible video. I had terrible audio. I was planning everything out like exactly word for word what I wanted to say. And it was bad. It wasn't great, right? Go back to some of those first episodes. They aren't fantastic. But over time, I learned how to make it better, right? I bought a better camera. I bought a better microphone. I learned how to just kind of have a topic and then talk about that topic in a really authentic way that you guys can relate to because I'm an entrepreneur and you're an entrepreneur. But I didn't know how to do this when I first started. Um, Same thing goes for actually Reels is a really great example. So Instagram Reels, I know a lot of us feel very hesitant to put ourselves on video. But when Reels came out, I was like, this is a thing. This is a thing. It's sticking around. It's not going away. Like TikTok's already been out here. Like I have to do video content. I'm going to have to do video content because that's what's good for my business. And so I literally started filming reels. And like no word of a lie, when I first started filming reels, I was holding the phone in my hand and my hand would just like naturally shake, not because I was nervous or anything, but just because it was like, you're not stable as a human being. Like you need a tripod, you need like lighting, you need various things. And like I would hold it too close to my face and like terrible lighting and I didn't know what to say. And like, it was so bad. It was so bad. But now I know how to make reels. Like we have to be willing to suck. We have to be willing to suck because it's literally the only way forward. You cannot learn how to run your business in a parked car right? Like you cannot learn how to run your business by not doing anything. You can take all of the courses you want to. You can read all of the articles you want to. You can listen to YouTube videos. You can learn, 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 learn. You are not actually going to know how to run your business until you start trying to do it. And when you try to do it, like I just said, you're probably going to suck at it at first. That's just the reality. And so as entrepreneurs, I honestly think this is one of the most important skills to have is a willingness to like fail and to fail publicly, to embarrass yourself, a willingness to start where you're at, at the bottom and work your way up, right? Like I've heard from a lot of really successful content creators that when they first started posting like influencer type of content, all of their friends and family were like, oh, that's so cringy. Like, I can't believe she's doing this, all of those things. And then it's like this person grew to be this massive influencer with like multiple millions of followers simply because they started. 
if they hadn't started, they would never have gotten there. So these people had to allow themselves to be cringy. They had to allow themselves to look embarrassing on the internet, in public, doing what you do, right? Like I had never run a conference before. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea if it was going to be good. I had no idea like if I'd be a great host at it. Like I just, I didn't know. Like you have to start somewhere. You have to be willing to put yourself on the line. You have to take that risk of looking stupid in public in order to ever get anywhere. Because if you sit in a parked car and you don't drive somewhere, you're never going to be able to get there, right? So we have to have a willingness to fail or a willingness to suck at things at first and get better over time. Okay, so here is the last one in my top five. Um, you need tons and tons of skills to be a successful entrepreneur. These are literally just my top five skills that we all need to have. So the last one is a growth mindset. So let me explain this. So um, a fixed mindset is this idea that if you do not currently have a skill set, that you will not ever be able to do that thing, right? So um, let's take math, for example. If you say, I'm not good at math right now, a fixed mindset would say, I'm never going to be good at math because I'm not good at math right now. You see skills as being inherent to who you are as a person and inflexible, unchangeable, like this just is what it is. I am who I am and I'm never going to change. A growth mindset is the exact opposite of that. So a growth mindset says, I'm not good at math yet. I'm not good at math yet, but I can learn how to be good at math. If I put in enough time, if I put in enough effort, if I learn how to do these things from other people who are good at math, like I can figure it out, right? So where a fixed mindset says, this is it, you're gonna be bad at math for the rest of your life, a growth mindset says, nope, given enough time and enough effort, I will figure out how to be good at math. This is important because we have to believe that we're going to get there someday, right? As entrepreneurs, like if you do not believe that you are going to get to your end goal at some point in the future, then why are you doing this? Why are you doing this, right? We have to believe that we have the capability to learn over time the things that we don't currently know, implement those things, and build the business that we want to have, that we'll eventually be able to reach our goals. Now, I know that this is hard to remember sometimes. Trust me, I know. So I think I've told you guys before about how every day I journal, and in my journal, I write out a list of um, things to remember, right? Sometimes I call them affirmations, but they're really not affirmations. They really are just things that put me in the right mindset to continue to pursue my goals. And so one of those things um, that I had heard, and I'm super paraphrasing here, um, but I had heard Jesse Itzler say this first, that given enough time and given enough persistence, you can figure out anything. You can figure out literally anything, right? You want to be the next like math genius? By all means, you can do that. Given enough time and given enough persistence, you can do that. And so because I heard that from him, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is something that I often have trouble with. It's something I often forget because 
when we are working on our businesses day in and day out, sometimes it can feel like a slog, right? Like sometimes it feels like you're putting in all of this work and all of this effort and you're not really seeing the traction that you thought you would see because also PS building a business is slow as like a snail. Like it's so, it moves so slowly that you don't even realize that you are making traction until you look backwards, right? We all think that our businesses are gonna grow in these like big leaps and bounds and that's not how it happens. So it is working, it is growing, it's just growing really slowly. So you don't really recognize the traction that you're making, or at least I don't. And so um, because of that, because it feels like a slog and you feel like you're not making any traction, you start to kind of think like, well, is this even possible though? Is it, is it possible to do this? Is it possible for a person like me to do this that doesn't have a business education and, you know, like I'm just little old me, right? Imposter syndrome can sneak in, like all of these things. But you start to think like maybe, because I've been working so, so hard on this for so long and I still am not where I want to be, like maybe it's actually just not possible to do this. And you start to kind of segue back into that fixed mindset that we are all taught as children. And it's not true. Like literally I'm here today to tell you guys it's not true at all. If you have enough time and if you have enough persistence, you can figure out anything. You can achieve literally anything. Because If you are persistent enough to continue to figure it out, continue to be resourceful, right? Solve those problems, like learn what you need to learn, implement what you need to implement. If you're persistent enough to do that stuff and if you give it a long enough period of time, there is literally no logical reason as to why this can't happen, right? So when you think about it logically, you're like, oh, that makes so much sense. Like, I can't believe I didn't think about this before that like, if I just give it enough time and if I just keep trying, like, of course I'll get there. Of course I will get there, right? And so I think that we all need to kind of lean into this growth mindset and just continue to remind ourselves over and over and over again, it is possible. It, what you are trying to achieve, it is possible. Let me tell you, I did not ever think that I would have, I did not ever think that I would have a national energy bar company. Like it's such a ridiculous thing to me. Like 20 year old Nicole would have been like, that's an alternate universe. Like that's not something that exists in this universe. And yet it happened. It happens like on paper, it should not have worked, right? I should not have been able to build a national energy bar business because I didn't have a business education, because I didn't have experience in the food industry, because I didn't go in with massive amounts of capital and investment. Like I had no idea what I was doing and I made it happen because I was persistent and I gave it enough time. So literally whatever goal you're working on, you can get there. You just have to remind yourself of that consistently. Okay, guys, that is it for today's episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you learned something. And please remember that if you don't currently have this skill set, you can learn how to do it, right? Growth mindset, guys. Uh, So I hope you enjoyed the episode and I hope you have a great week and I will see you back here again next week.